Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio, joined by Francisco. Here I am. What's up, dude? I'm here. Dude, I don't know. So I'm wearing this shirt that we got made for our live shows. Oh, yeah. Lots which is to pretty unpack funny. here. Lots to unpack It's a lots here. to unpack here shirt with the famous image of Francis and I, three sheets to the wind. Yes, the iconic photo. In fact, you can see the, <laughs> the, the spout of a handle of Tito's just there in the foreground. <laughs> our eyes are both both appear to be permanently sealed. Askance. Yes. Um, oh, Yeah. Flip, flip that down. Give it a little, little give it a Ryan little tilt a there. Little Reno. So it's this is an iconic photo. This is one of our first true friendship hangs. Uh and boy did we get after it that day. Early in the mix. The lime that was the introduct the introductory of me drinking lime shard, lime shard tequila Julia. with no ice. <laughs> um and you see a little OTP logo yep. on the sleeve. Can't. These, Hold me down. For now, these are only going to be available at this live show. So if you guys are coming, you'll be able to grab one. Uh, and we'll see what we're going to do after that. Maybe we'll make them available. Maybe we won't. We will see. Pretty sick. Um, Boy, I'm not, I promise this is the last time I bring up Halloween. But <laughs> could you believe how many people went as Pete Davidson for Halloween? I didn't see anybody. My whole news feed was really? people going as... My, oh, you no, know what? No, it was Travis 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 Barker. Barker Travis Barker and, and Chloe? Machine Gun Kelly. Yes. Big year right. for Scooby Doo this year. Was I, it? Oh yeah. Well, Maybe in my in the younger people, yeah, everybody was Scooby Doo. Chris, how many different Halloween costumes did you have? One. Just one? Yeah, I, I bought one. I was like, I'm just gonna wear it. It was like Wario over, was pretty iconic. over my outfit though. It wasn't like I was yeah. just wearing that. So. A lot of people had multiple Halloween costumes. Because they were going to multiple parties. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing for sure. I just didn't even, I just made mine. That I day. did not have one. Oh, because you were on the road. You got yeah. lucky. Chris, Chris's picture of him being Wario, evilly laughing toward the ceiling is one great. of my favorite pictures I've ever it's seen. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah, it makes you me laugh hear every it. time. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> hey, did I tell you, I didn't tell you this, in Richmond, that I went to a frat party? Wait, what? Wait, wow. Wait. I love this about Francis that like there are things that like they tell you not to do on the road. And I think Francis like made a good point as to why he's able to do this because, you know, we feel pretty comfortable with a lot of our, our supporters and we don't feel like they're weirdos. So we don't mind hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. However, one thing that's like comedy on the road, one on one things you don't do. One of them is going to a frat party. Is that said? That's a thing? <laughs> well, it usually only applies to 
a show at a college, which you're like contractually typically not allowed to. Oh, okay. But still, people maybe break that rule. But like, still, you it would be rare to kind of find a a, a comedian who's welcome at a frat party because yeah. the person who'd want to go, they would think that guy's weird a lot of the time. Yeah, you are not that. No. Um. So anyway, not it, weird. And it's cool that you always find yourself in these interactive situations. Well, this this so give was me some, some scoop. Um. This was an in, insane situation. Um. I don't want to sort of leave too many details. I don't want them to get in trouble. But I went to this frat party and, okay, we're in our early 30s. All we ever hear right now about colleges in America is what? Like, what's your impression of college kids right now? That they're super woke. Bingo. They have bad style. College, in short, doesn't seem that fun anymore. Dude, so we have, I'm, I'm, this isn't me interrupting you. We got an email from somebody really quickly. I just want to throw this out Please. There. This person said, it, it's titled Your Gen Z Voice. And she says, hello, big fan. I'm 19 years old and a student at Arizona State. And I think I would be a good fit to answer some questions about my generation. Great. She goes, you guys often question about the culture. When it comes to sex, hookups, as well as other norms of my generation, I lived in the ASU business dorms last year as a college freshman during COVID. I think I'd provide a well-rounded perspective, as well as uh, being a devoted fan. Uh, congrats to Francis um, on the engagement, blah, 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 blah. But if we happen to have any questions, we should definitely utilize That's our great. friend here. So but continue. I, I'm with you, right? In, in my perception of the American collegiate landscape is one of kind of very austere sanctions and, uh, you know, safe space kind of megaphoning. And um, I don't know, I, just like that the administrations are cracking down on things that are judged to be microaggressions or whatever, whatever it is that the that the fun we knew. Yes. You know, there's no longer binge drinking, partying, fucking dancing and whatever it is is just there's no place for that anymore and uh and that was sort of my thought i went to this frat party it was a day party on a saturday um where everyone was going to go to like halloween parties later so all these guys were dressed up in halloween costumes and it was at a house um that some of the frat guys lived in and they had set up a game um it was a keg race game, oh, right? Fun. So they had two kegs, but they were, I think they were half kegs. They had about 20 guys on each team. And they put the kegs on opposite sides of the yard and they set up a cone in the middle. And two captains from each team sort of drafted their teams, pick teams. And then, every, by the way, keep in mind, everyone's in costumes, ridiculous costumes. Ridiculous love costumes. It, love it. So I watched the objective of the game is to run into the enemy territory and induce yourself to vomit on their keg. So you pull the trigger on yourself. I mean, dude, so much for your theory. Jesus Christ. This sounds like it is full contact. So people were vomiting all over the place? Is it like a Family Guy episode? They <laughs> they were trying. They were trying, but you it was very hard for anyone to get cl- it was like capture the flag. Oh, it's so very like not- very hard to get close to the Got other it. team's keg because they had set up, you know, walls of defense. Jesus. And 
guys are getting full blown wrestled, tackled, thrown to the ground. You know, heavy thuds of bodies hitting the the grass. I mean, I've never seen it was like it wasn't for like initiation or anything. This is just the game that they were playing. I think some of them were rushing, but um, but I, I mean, everyone was excited about it. Jesus, dude! You know, it's, so it's, it's like it's like wrestling. No, no punching, wrestling and throwing up on each other were the two like Did forms. You, were of, people vomiting that you saw? They, oh yeah, you got there and then you had to puke on the thing, and that was fun. Well, they, and they would like go back to their keg, chug two beers to get fuel to throw up. And and sometimes they wouldn't they wouldn't even try to throw up on the opposing team's keg. They would just throw up on each other. Oh my god! So let me ask. So so this is v- Richmond or VCU? What school? I'm not even gonna say. Okay. 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 Yeah. You don't want to get these kids. Um. So Sophia, by the way, if you're listening and if you've heard anything that you can ha- add stuff to, or if you want to fact check Francis's initial sort of assumption about college life, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. This was. I mean. I don't even know how to describe it. I kind of felt, because I was standing on the sidelines, I felt like the rich investors in Squid Game <laughs> who just arrived for the final Wearing thing masks. and watched like, two teams of people try to kill each other. Uh, so you didn't play? No. I had a I, shows that night. I, that's what I was wondering. Like, I did you drink a lot during the day? submitting to chokeholds and vo- being vomited on. I had like two beers. Okay. But it did look pretty fun, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> if I had been... Five years younger, I would have jumped in. Interesting, but but I, the vomiting was pretty gross. But dude, these kids, these kids were running around shrieking, and you know, Jesus. sticking their fingers down their throats at a dead sprint, and then like running at the keg, only to get body checked and thrown through the air, and then like whoa, you know, pick themselves up, like limp back to the other side, chug a beer, recover, like and go. I mean, they're at that age where nothing hurts them somehow. Some somehow, nothing I, yeah. can hurt a twenty a twenty year old or a nineteen year old. You just don't get hurt. I don't know that I would have ever found that fun, but I certainly have been around that kind of energy. And you know, I, I think that regardless of whether or not you find that particular activity fun, the South is considered more fun, I think. Hundred percent. For college, it's just a little wilder. And I think that I don't know where the fuck the Mason Dixon line is. But I think that de facto Richmond is kind of considered the cutoff to where the South begins. <laughs> Interesting. From what I've heard from people. That's fair. Which makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting place to draw the line. Yeah, because everything, like the next city north of Richmond is like Baltimore and then D.C. Right. Um, no, Baltimore's further north than D.C. Okay. But whatever. So it's, but yeah, it's D.C. D.C., yes. And, yeah. But don't, don't get me wrong. Richmond is like an artsy town. It's not like the quotes. It's not like southern, overly southern. Yeah. It's not like being in Tuscaloosa. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like like fucking roll tide situation. Right. But yes. But sounds so fun. so dude, the the game was won when they one team sent, you know, en masse a a huge throng of guys to the keg and somehow they managed to penetrate the defense. They started trying to Grab the opposing team's keg. I guess another way you could win is to take their opposing team's keg back across to your territory. And so there was this like 40 guys pulling, you know, in a big sort of, I don't know, a 40 man melee mm-hmm. trying to pull for the keg. And in that moment, some guy 
snuck up from the side with his fingers down his throat and threw up all over the keg. And then everybody, nobody was like, gross. They were all like, oh, we lost. <laughs> the amount of like, oh, man, we fought so oh hard. Oh, my God. Dude. They were like, there's chunks of fucking food. I mean, it's disgusting. Um, but it it completely, completely assuaged any doubts that I had that college kids are no longer are no having longer fun. fun. Wow, interesting. That's wild. Dude. College is g- going as, as, good as strong ever. as ever, and in fact, I would say they've invented new ways to act like <laughs> fucking idiots and have a blast. <laughs> And you know, we went out to the shows after the shows on on Thursday. Some people came out, and you know, some college kids came to the shows. And then they brought like they we went to a bar, and some of their girlfriends came, and everyone was in costumes, and you know, people drinking shots, having a great time. It was like everyone, it's just college, man. Yeah, it's going the same way. It's the wow. same shit. Unbelievable, dude. I mean, hearing shit like that makes me believe that. In certain situations, freshmen are actually, in fact, blowing the seniors for like initiation. I wonder. I would argue that vomiting on each other is as sort of uh, aggressive as making you blow the seniors. <laughs> to be honest, I can't. I can't really decide which one I would rather do. Come on, I'm being serious. That's an easy one. You think you'd much rather get vomited on? Hundred percent. What are I, you talking? I'm about? not sure. I don't think so. I'm. I'm like maybe coin flippage on this. You would blow a male senior oh, before you'd get vomited on? Vomited on multiple times from and while getting bashed to the ground. And I don't want to get CTE, dude. Like, I'd rather, like, just blow somebody for, like, five minutes than have to, like, have lasting damage from my, my head smashing against a keg, dude. I really hate violence. Like, you know what I mean? I'd much rather fucking yeah, I don't like violence. get in there. I don't like violence. You know? I'm trying to think of... <laughs> stuff we did that would have been what was our version of that because i thought the stuff we did was pretty stupid but we didn't do anything that really was that crazy yeah same um but we definitely i mean we definitely did act we used to play a game called uh we will we played a game called dropski drinkski what's that this was you know on the the two times of year that we would go tailgate a harvard football game because we didn't care at all about the football team but um so here's how it worked you'd create create a big ring of people uh you know say 20 people and they'd be you'd you'd be let's let's say that the diameter of the circle was 25 feet so from you to the farthest person right across from you 25 feet in the middle was a a keg maybe or no no in the middle was like a handle of jim beam but also a big 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 bucket of ice water with like beers in it cold beers and you people would be throwing the football across the circle and you'd kind of throw it you know and if you saw someone who wasn't paying attention you'd throw it at them if they didn't catch the ball they had to run into the circle uh take a big swig of jim beam and then someone would come in with them, who the person who had thrown them the ball would come in with them and hold their legs while they put their head underwater into the ice cold oh, frozen God. water and count to like 20 or whatever. And then they would come out totally bewildered and they had to go deep 
and catch a pass from that person. And if they didn't catch the deep ball, they had to come back and do it again. Wow. So I, there were people who probably did it five times in a row. Oh, so. yeah. You'd, you'd get yeah, tuned Dude, up. Jesus. This, dude, this is why I like at this point in my life, I much would I would much rather sit back and just smoke some dad grass <laughs> than do any of this shit, dude. I'm serious, man. I get high, getting high without the high, dude. Yeah, that's it. That's you know what, what you mean? need. Yeah, totally. Dad grass. It feels like you're opening a pack of regular pre rolls, but instead they're low in THC and very high in CBD, and they're not going to get you all stony baloney, as mm-hmm, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good products. They make mom grass too. Hill Dog and I have really been enjoying it. Uh, it feels like you're smoking a regular old joint, but instead you are just chilling. So All, good. It's amazing. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Again, smokable CBD, CBD joints. I, I mean, I guess I'm late to the party, but who knew? It's the new, it's the new revolution, man. It is the best. It's really So much special. gentler, so much smoother. Uh, dude, we love it. So anyway, right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners Twenty percent off your first order when you go to daggrass.com slash oops. Go to daggrass.com slash oops for twenty percent off your first order. That's daggrass.com slash oops. Nice. Can I tell you something in college, we kind of did a less game version of that. We just did this thing called Dunkaroos where Yeah, we did those too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What is but it? you tell 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 it, tell it. So someone like holds your legs up in like a giant tub of ice or whatever. And then you do like 10 seconds under there and then you get up and someone smacks you in, in the face and then you shotgun a beer. Oh, we didn't do the smacking oh in the face, <laughs> but we would do the, yeah, you'd chug and then you, I think, I think the way we did it was that you would have a beer to chug and however many seconds it took you to chug the beer, that was, that's how long you had to spend underwater. Yeah, that yeah, we did that too. Oh, you're right. You just yeah. ended up in a fucking Harry Houdini. But yeah, situation. you always got smacked when you got out. Sometimes people we would be shirtless and sometimes people would five star you while you were underwater. <laughs> which is tough. That's really not fun. You know what game we should play, dude? Speaking of like five high five or whatever it's called. What's it called? High fiving? Five, five star? starring, yeah. yeah. Uh, a fun, and I don't want you guys to think I'm not fun. I know I'm like sounding not that fun here, unless you're trying to get blown. Apparently, then I'm like, <laughs> then I'm extremely fun. Um, no, but like, you know, <laughs> I did. Also- I just love the idea that we like throw a, a big frat tailgate, and it's like we're all up for these games, and then someone's like, "Listen, guys, Julio doesn't really want to participate in lieu of playing." <laughs> He'll, He'll blow be in the alley. anybody. <laughs> so if if you feel like you'd rather have that option than getting five starred, he's your guy. He's your mouth. No, dude, I've taken many keg stands. And actually, in college, I used to like consider the first day of March Madness a holiday, and I would stay in my room and funnel beers by myself. The yeah, whole day. that's what you say. You, you, this is exactly what someone would say who's like trying to cover up for the fact that they're just like the lame blowjob guy. <laughs> you know, the fact that they're like the guy who's like, oh, my mom said it's safer for me to just blow everyone. <laughs> they wouldn't approve of me drinking these beers so fast. So I'm just going to blow. Like, you're, dude, you're the blowjob lame guy. Like, dude, I'm fun. Way to be cool. Like, we should play. Do you ever play Sting Pong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you play that game. I didn't. I didn't really do that one. I. I we should play that. That game sucks. That's a good game. So if anybody doesn't know this game, you play ping pong. You play games to three, I believe. And when you lose, you have to take your shirt up, and the other person gets to hit you as hard as they can. Why? Why with did the ball. we do this shit? We I still play, find that game fun. We used to play bloody knuckles, like the quarter game at the cafeteria. What's that? I don't know. If I know Is that where one. you'd 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 uh, sort of uh, flick a quarter using your thumb across the table. And if it 
if it landed like within the goalposts or something like that, oh, like paper you got to then, then the other opposing person had to put their hand flush with their knuckles down against the table and you would whip the quarter at them as hard as possible and it would make their knuckles bleed. Oh my God. You throw it or you spin it? You, like, you would slide like, it really wow. as fast as you could. Oh my God. It's just, it, I don't, it's like, why, why weren't so we, terrible. you know, it was because we didn't have smartphones. Really, I think that's what it was. Like we weren't on TikTok, There's so we had to invent. To we were so starved for distraction that we would abuse ourselves. Maybe phones actually are good for the young. Yeah, kids. maybe that's it. Ryan, what's up? Did you guys play hockey similar to Bloody Knuckles? No. So, you mean the sport hockey? No, the drinking game hockey. Oh, okay. so we all sit in a circle. I think I know this. And game. you sp- you have a you have a beverage, and you have to protect it with your fingers as a, as a goalie. And then someone spins the quarter. If your can gets hit, you have to drink. Um, if you accidentally knock something over, then there's a penalty shot with like vodka or something like that. So that's Jesus. what we did. But huh. we didn't do anything too, too crazy. But that one was a lot of fun. Did you go to Quinnipiac? Yeah. That's a pretty big drinking school now. Yeah, I'd say so. It was, there was a big emphasis on, on going out. Did mm. the Moons own Quinnipiac University? No. It wasn't the Mooney so. School? Sung Young Moon? Not true. I'm I don't just believe completely so. making that up. Chris, can we look this up? Man, we're really going down the rabbit hole here. College. All right. Hole. If you're still listening, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we'll get better here. I'm pretty sure the moons, it's like a Korean family or something. I have no idea. Hmm. I need to figure we I need to read more about this. But I found out something interesting. I was teaching this I was teaching this Korean kid tennis back in the day. This guy, this kid Jamie. Really nice, funny. He was actually a very funny kid. Um, and he, I asked him how old he was and he goes, well, I'm seven here, but I'm eight in Korea. And I was like, does that mean that like your birthday is, is tomorrow or something? You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I'm like, it's technically your birthday there, but not Uh here. And I was like, how is that the case? And he was like, I don't know. And then he thought that was really funny. And then we both laughed about Uh it. uh Um, but I guess it turns out. And I might be wrong about this, but I think that when you're born in Korea, you're one as opposed to being I've heard zero. That. I've heard that. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I had not really put that together. I would not have put that <laughs> together without you saying it here. That is really interesting. Interesting side note that it's not that important. Um, but that's true. That's accurate, Ryan. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Fucking crazy. Um, dude, so listen to this. One of my friends had a baby um, and she was having a home birth. Wow. And the midwife was fucking late. Oh, God. So her husband just delivered the baby. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? I think that that baby would be dead if I were. I I can't even be bothered to help pick, you know, appetizers for my wedding, (laughs) let alone fucking go through the motions of birthing a child. Like, dude, how is that even. It makes me think that maybe birthing a child isn't that hard, dude. There we go. <laughs> there That's you. it. That's got to be it. But also, here's, with you. here are Ooh. some of the questions that I had, okay? The kid comes out, right? Oh, there's his head. Push. Like, First of all, I don't even know about like what that actually, if that's even a real thing or not. Come on, babe. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just yeah. see this fucking thing coming out. And then, I mean, you know, I guess it matters which way it comes out. Like, I don't know any of this. But then the umbilical cord, don't you have to cut it? Yeah. Do they have to wait for somebody to show up? No, he's probably got some kind of uh, a knife or, you know, scissors in the house. You would, but I don't, 
At what We've point? We've watched enough movies. We could figure it out. I've never seen an umbilical cord be dealt with in a movie, and I've never seen a documentary like that. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to get it perfect. You know, we're not creating a nice, <laughs> cute belly button on our first snip, but we'll get it trimmed enough where then the you know the pro can come on in when they're ready. And will it not start gushing blood? Oh, Is it just pure cartilage? You know, you could probably tie it off like a balloon, oh. and wait oh from that God. point forward. I don't know. But do you literally just be like, listen, I'm waiting for you to get here. And then like your wife and the kid are connected still. Like, is that fine? I'm, I'm, I'm like, seriously like wondering. the kid is a landline. Yeah. Like, like if, I were, if I were able to successfully deliver the child, I don't think I'd know what to do on the next chapter with my then connected I'm kid. Just picturing the child Hello? as a rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the whole thing into the bedroom to talk to your high school girlfriend. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Dude, dude. It's uh, <laughs> pretty nuts, right? Well, this, okay. So there's some interesting things that I've learned here. The first thing is that America, I think, as a country, has the highest uh, rate of uh, cesarean birth in the, in the world. Um, Interesting. and, and, and the part of the reason is that, you know, uh, hospitals resort to cesareans too quickly in America. Um, it, it, it allows them to do the whole process much more quickly as opposed to sort of having a doctor on hand for someone who's going through labor for, you know, 20 hours. Is that how long it takes? Depends. Jesus. Right. Every, every woman's different, but yeah, labor can take a long, long time. And you know, to have doctors there through the night and all of that, as opposed to just, I think this, a C-section typically is a pretty easy procedure. You, you know, you knock the person out, you go in, get the baby, sew them back up, and you're, you're here you go. You're good right. to go. So uh, America, we, we for some reason, we've really kind of, doctors are very quick. The other side of it is that cesareans tend to be safer, mm-hmm. you know, Per the science for the mother, mm-hmm. um, you you are less likely to you know uh, experience bleeding or hemorrhaging or any of that horrible shit. Um, so uh, the problem with this though is that we've kind of moved away from what the are called fashion. like natural births, mm-hmm. and I've heard that some many women feel. That there is uh, or or desire a natural birth because they think it's like you know the, the the original process they feel more connected to the baby all of that as opposed to you know just being put under anesthesia and waking up with your newborn in your arms how how long in advance is that decision made it depends sometimes on the spot right yes in which case you're are you, you could be planning you could be planning for a natural birth and something could happen you know, a complication during the labor that the doctor will make a call and say, I don't want us to try this anymore. We're going to go in. Um, But, you know, I also know some people that, you know, based on how things were shaping up, like a baby turned in the womb at the last minute and and then was born like in breach is something they say where it's like feet first. It could be that I I wish I knew a bit more, but, you know, I'm trying to give the best I have. So uh yeah like if it looks like the baby's gonna come out in a way that's you know not ideal not the head first way then they might say okay unfortunately we've got to we think we we, we should do this but um there has been 
a sort of a, a renaissance for midwives and home births. Right. Because it's seen as sort of the answer to, you know, the hospital in America being so likely to say, we think you should do C-section mm-hmm. because midwives don't do C-sections. Right. They can't. Right. Uh, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So people are opting for these these midwives who are trained in many ways. My issue is that uh, if you opt for the midwife home birth route and something bad happens during the delivery of the baby, now you've got to get her to the, ho- the mother to the hospital. Right. And I just don't think that I would want to risk anything like that. Right, you know right, what I right. mean? Yeah, and, totally. But that's um, a, a probably a very naive perspective. But again, Julio and I put these things out there yeah. because I know we we're going to get a, a bunch of know. incredible Feedback. nurses and, and, you know, OBGYN mothers, people, mothers who have the real answers to this. And we will address it on it. our next episode of the pot. So forgive us or, uh, sort of gaps of knowledge on this issue yes um but you know super interesting for sure and yeah dude what a fucking what a trip that mm-hmm. must be i want like dude do you think that they decide beforehand like does it like if you're like a bigger person like does it make it more likely that you can do a natural birth like is that stupid of me to a bigger woman if you're just bigger like if you're like a t te- if you're like tiny and if you're petite like is it harder to do a natural birth you do, do this your size of your hips like do these things That's actually a good matter question. i don't know so these i are wonder more... do they do they measure the vagina i, I like I, you know i think the actual you know vagina itself fa- famously expands significantly to be able to do this right you know i don't know how else to say it. we were doing so well and now we've just been we're like, not dude we're not doing so well by the way we, we are not don't well know anything we Again, are, just throwing it out there. Inform us. We would appreciate it. So hot. That's dude. fine. That's all fine. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, real quick, I want to bring up uh, a very important message from one of our sponsors. Yeah. To all of you, if you guys are in the market for a life insurance policy, mm-hmm. Policy Genius is the place to make that decision. Policy Genius. Wonderful online marketplace, uh, which will connect you with over a dozen top insurers all in one place. And you could save up to 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save up to $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The people who work there are working for you to get you the best rate. They do not work for the insurance companies. For you, working for you. France and I have been talking about this how you know family planning can begin earlier than you might think. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I feel like it can maybe take away a lot of the anxiety that comes along with. You know, getting older, or if you ever have those moments, you're like, "Oh shit, what would I do if X, Y, Z were to ever happen?" And it maybe can make you feel better having yeah. something like this yeah. in place. You know, deal. Getting, sure. getting started is easy. Go to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work on how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Uh, when you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. The exclusive policy was rated number one by Forbes Advisor higher than options uh, from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow uh, because you can be eligible to be covered in as little as a week thanks to this award-winning policy. Uh, And that option swaps out the standard medical exam for a simple phone call. It's very cool. Go to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. 
But what about breastfeeding, dude? That's another thing that seems like pretty crazy to me. Why? It's just like amazing that it's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's like nature fucking. You know, what's amazing to me is that in light of breastfeeding, that that uh, sort of sucking nipples has become an acceptable form of foreplay. It's become, I feel like. That it is. It has been. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> how come nobody's like, yo, that's weird. You're not a baby. I know. It, 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 it dude, I'm, I've Don't thought about suck this. my nipples. You're not my son. <laughs> how come nobody says that? I, <laughs> it's amazing the way that we're able to separate. For, for the record, <laughs> if I were single and I did that and a woman said that to me, I would be hundred percent on her side i'd be like you're absolutely right nobody said this to me but your point of view is correct like, like, i'm doing this for you yeah. like, like thank you for i've let's... met women who liked it and you're the first who put it the way that it should have been put many times so it, it is amazing how many parts of our body can be multi-purpose yeah 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 it's incredible <laughs> that's a good example yeah um, I, li- I like a nipple in the mouth. I can't lie. I like it. Cool, a, it. I don't like having my nipples. I don't like people playing with I my don't nipples. either. I don't like that at all. I don't either. Don't like it. Some some guys I've heard do, I think. Are into maybe. It. I've I don't heard know. that they are. Yeah. I am not. No, me neither. It nope. kind of hurts. Not for me. Mm. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> what are you reading, Julio? <laughs> Dude, while we're on this topic, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think this is something worth discussing. I, boobs, right? Uh-huh. Boobs. Yeah. Okay? To me, besides boobs, some any form of boob or tit are the only non-cringy words for boobs. Every single other word for them is something that is like, is either like cringe or so cringe that it's actually hilarious that's funny that those are your choices those are the ones that i, don't I have no problem with breast i find breast cringe but i don't love tit if i say your breast to someone that's insane okay yeah your breast take out your breast no but you wouldn't say that <laughs> when would you you're re- not a doctor but when would you be discussing breasts with someone then <laughs> Uh, you know, breasts. How she, the she, she, her, her breasts. That's it's like her weird. breasts have grown a lot since she became pregnant. Did you notice that? I would say that maybe in confidence to any to your... to my to Sierra or something like that. You'd be like your breasts have. No, I wouldn't say hey to her. To her. To I would like say friend. like of a friend of ours. You know, boy, her breasts have have are very um. You would say that? In, in, engorged. <laughs> you would say that to I might, I might. I might. And and I would. I she like would know. By virtue of me saying breast, it would be less uh, crude. So it's, I, more, it's more elegant and more scientific, in my opinion. So I would, I would go to tell you that, and I'd start thinking of what I was going to say, and I wouldn't be able to say breast with a straight face to you, dude. It would be too insane. So, so then I would, I would think about it for a second, and I'd be like, as at, through laughter would be like she's getting pretty milky, dude. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's, that's so much worse. Milky. She's getting milk. Those milk bags are filled. You up. see, there's a <laughs> yeah, but th- what are we fucking mechanics? No, no, but but any word for boob. What are some other some other words for them? 
that you can think of. Um, <laughs> dude, ju- like jugs. Dude. <laughs> jugs. Jugs is super cringe. <laughs> her chest. Her chest. Her, her chest is. I would argue is pretty bad. So. Her chest. So so. But what about you, hunker? Uh, yeah, I mean, That's now so we're stupid. getting into like cartoon honkers. Terms. I've heard people say this. I've heard people say honkers. Hooters is bad. Sweater puppies. <laughs> yeah, we can have fun with it. Pups. We, yeah, it's terrible. We can They're... have fun with it, but we, but it is anything anything other Sweater than puppies. I would say like you. There's a scale of of crudeness of almost becoming demeaning or degrading or whatever, and and at the top uh, in terms of elegance and sort of respectful are our breast, I guess uh, chest. How about chesticles? Yeah, chesticles, Dude, chesticles is, is pretty is tough. Terrible. That's probably the worst. Chesticles because you've just terrible. taken a male private These are part terrible. and <laughs> rebranded women as them. I have a list here if you want to hear. No, more. hold on, hold yeah, on. Maybe we should. This is what I. This is what I wanted to say though. Um, that <laughs> it's funny to me that tit is fine for you. Yeah, tit titty. I have no problem saying that, but. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Same same concept. I you know, you are having a conversation with Hillary about some friend of yours, a woman that you're friends with, who is pregnant and her breasts are, you know, growing as a result of her pregnancy. How would you say that to Hillary? Her tits are getting huge. Yeah, probably. You would say that? Yeah. See, I couldn't say boobs, that. Boobs, I would say boobs or tits. Or I'd try to like Dude, because I don't know, man. Maybe I'm like being immature or something, but like I can't like breasts just sounds so like scientific. And you want to hear something weird? weird? I think tit is less disrespectful than tits. Tit is less. Di- yeah. Somehow one tit. I agree. You're is right. more scientific and respectful than um than tits. Tits always feels like it's part of a cat call. Nice no, no, tits. No, I agree. I agree. And dude, honestly, anytime I've been doing stand up, if for some reason I'm talking about tits, t- a tit, I always struggle with finding the proper thing to use. So okay. and I've tried to say breasts, and it's ridiculous sounding. Breasts. Yeah, but there's something funny here. in saying breasts on stage. I feel like for you, I would agree with that. Yeah. I feel like I doesn't work as well for I you. I get what you mean by that. I know what you, you mean like by speak that. Prop more properly than I do. Yeah. Well, I see what you mean, though. To, to to be making a crude joke, but to use respectful language, there's irony there. And even, but honestly, I don't even think I'd be making a crude joke. When, but you're you're right about that. But say that I'm like, I don't know when and how I've talked about this, but I know that if I have, it's probably not me saying like, oh, they're huge, like not being right. like a savage, you know, right, I mean? just like right. somehow mentioning that area of the body. Yeah, which is I get apparently you. what I now refer to it as. I get it's you. Too hard to say. The rest of it. All right. Well, here, speaking of bodies, if you could, you know, improve one part of your body, I don't think I've asked you this before, whether it was like get really toned jacked legs or crazy swimmer shoulders or like washboard abs mm-hmm. or, you know, big python guns, mm-hmm. what would you, what would you do? Man. What's the number one, uh, What's the number one place that you would improve? 
I like sort of have big thighs, which I don't like. Like even when I'm like in a skinnier form of myself, I still sort of have this sort of like feminine like physique mm. where I'm sort of like cur- I'm sort of like voluptuous, oh. which I don't I get a little self-conscious about. And the thighs are the number one contributor to ass your ass thigh area to your voluptuousness. My voluptuity. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Velociraptorness. Um uh, what about? I think for you it would be your biceps potentially, right? Yeah, I would. I think having bigger arms would be, you know, where every shirt looks like it's too small. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That's your goal. Where your sleeves of your t-shirts are just tourniquets, <laughs> cutting off the circulation to your hand. Your hands. You walk around with your hands purple, like ready that. to shoot heroin at a moment's notice. <laughs> Thanks to your T-shirt. That'd be cool. Well, gee, you know, we can definitely look up information on all this stuff online, but I personally wouldn't want necessarily for people to find that I had been (laughs) researching a lot of this. Do you know what I mean? I don't love having that internet footprint out there, which is why I like to use ExpressVPN, baby. I know most of you are probably thinking, Why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, Julio, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. Keeps everything completely normal. Honestly, I just go about my day on the internet. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN Rated number one by CNET. You visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash oops, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash oops, expressvpn.com slash oops to learn more. Dude, I love that because any anytime I've used a VPN, it always like I try to do my normal stuff and I can't. And then I find out that they think I'm in Jakarta or something. Like, I know. you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, the VPN thing, it's, it's nice to know that that's, like, so easy to use. Spot on. Because uh, you can be secure without having to, like, get locked out of your bank account permanently. Hey, bingo, <laughs> You know what I mean? V- VPNs are great. Such I mean, pain in the as ass. I said to you, I was, in, I was in China, and I'd never experienced, you know, being locked out of pretty much the five websites Everything. that I utilize the most. Crazy. Or, uh, you know, my Gmail, all that stuff. So I had to download a VPN. I, I downloaded ExpressVPN, and it was... Very good. It brought me instantly back home, effectively, through the it, internet. So. I love it. Very cool. Are you... um? Talk to me about cryptocurrency really quick. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts on it, because you expressed something to me, uh, you know, which I think a lot of people feel you, you had a little bit of FOMO. So, so, okay. A couple things. So I've been, I've been playing around with it for a while. I think 2016 was the first time I started dabbling and I bought, you know, some of the main ones at the time, you know, uh, bought some Bitcoin, bought some Litecoin. And then, you know, it had like a moment where things started going up 2X, 3X. I was like, holy shit. 
And at some point, like I needed to sell it because I needed money. So I like sold, I sold Ethereum at the time it was at $1,200, which was, uh, it was actually a great time to get out because it then went down to 200 and like whatever. Right. But now it's back with a vengeance. Ethereum hit its all time high today uh, as I'm, as we're recording. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of like, so I had sold some of it a, co- a few weeks ago because I had ridden it up and then it went way back down and I was like, you know what? Next time it hits X, Y, Z number, I'm going to sell a percentage. I did that. Ended up being the wrong time to do that because it's gone up another 1100 bucks per coin. I don't know if I necessarily believe in cryptocurrency. I don't know anything. And anytime anyone tells me anything about it, it sounds pretty hollow, mm-hmm. speculative, whatever. But the idea of like my stupidest friends becoming rich and me completely missing out on that is enough for me to put a significant amount of money into it. <laughs> that is that is my feeling on cryptocurrency. Yeah. I don't want the dumbest people I know to be rich. Uh, granted, very intelligent people that I know also are involved. Uh, but I try to just play a little bit when I can and not be overexposed. That's where I stand. Do you know do you know what it is for me, dude? I trust the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> I trust them. Right. They have like a whole uh, crypto fund, right? Those guys were going to be rich regardless of what happened to them. Whether it was, you know, Mark Zuckerberg not coming along and them choosing some other computer programmer from CS50 at Harvard. That's the computer science class that everyone takes. And getting a kid who was more willing to work with them and not effectively take the idea from them and run with it himself. Mm. Um, in say, you know, they had been the faces of Facebook or whatever. Boy, what an interesting right. world that would be, you right, know? Right. I wonder what Facebook would look like if the Winklevoss twins were the the, the the two guys leading it but um you know then obviously they got pretty pretty p- pathetic settlements from that whole case i think they got like 50 million dollars each which at the time we all thought like whoa that's pretty sick and then of course facebook became worth you know 40 billion dollars or whatever right. the fuck it is and then we're all laughing at them and everyone rooted against them and i've said this before and it's like i don't really know why we all hate the winklevoss twins i think it's because they represent you know, privilege and excess douchery. and douchery. And yet somehow I would have a beer with the Zuckerbergs over Mark, oh, excuse oh, me, with Winkle. the Winklevoss twins over Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, they seem like much likable the characters the, like when all has been said. And at this moment, they seem like much more likable guys. Than I would guys. trust them with my like social security number and private information and banking over, over Mark Zuckerberg any day of the fucking week. 100%. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is the villain. Right. Um, so uh, they are now massive, massive crypto yeah. guys. They're each worth over $4 billion now. Right. So they've made their money back. And- so but I always wonder, so I wonder about that. I'm like, I wonder if the model, I think, I feel like, and I'm completely pulling this out of my ass, but like the way that those guys are doing it versus the way Scott fucking whoever on, on Reddit is doing it is different. Like they are, I, I feel like if you're a savvy crypto investor, you're like setting targets, investing huge amounts of money in them and then taking the money out when you hit them and I doing think, that over and over again. I think their general philosophy is just don't touch it. Really? It's buy and, and hold. Really? Yeah. They are. So I wonder about that, dude, because again, there's no rules about this shit. So you can tell, you can say that you can be the Wiggleball twins and say that, and then you can behave in a different way it's and possible. not get in trouble. It's definitely possible. And you know, I think if you were to apply sort of more strategic uh, 
let's say stock trading philosophy to cryptocurrency it's you know the the a safer way to do it would be to as you watch your crypto investment rise you would take out you know 10% at various increments mm-hmm. uh and then you know leave an amount in so where you can you've buy back in you've kind of covered your initial investment right and you you're not going you don't stand to make as much but if it were to go to the moon you would still you you wouldn't feel that fomo as right, strongly because right, right. you've so, got some stake in it and you know fortunately you know i have i have done that at this moment so i'm hoping that i end up not having too much fomo because i stuck to my plan i've taken out most i took out my initial most of my initial investment in two of my biggest things that i invested in yeah. and even though they've continued to go way up hopefully i made the prudent decision when all is said and done you know yeah i i unfortunately am a total moth in my life now what does that mean a moth to flame and I, I, I that is a metaphor that i'm not familiar so with. i am enchanted by cryptocurrency and want to learn more about it simply because it's the new hot thing right well there's nothing wrong with that people are making so much money yeah but you know i i i find that I want to tell myself that one of the reasons I'm so interested in cryptocurrency is because, you know, it presents a new way of financing and it, 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 you know, is a hedge against inflation and Mm -hmm. that the blockchain presents uh, a way of, you know, decentralized finance that governments will have less control over the the value of your money, all of that. But Mm -hmm. the truth, the bottom line truth of it. You want to make money. Well, it's that I want to make money and also... I hear all these people talking about it, and I'm like, "What's that about?" You uh-huh, know, uh-huh. that's it. I'm just a kid wanting the new hot toy. Totally. Um, and I'm very, very interested in it. I and I, but that that I do not mean that I know anything about it. I just want to learn more about yeah, it. Yeah. And if if at this moment, comedy and the world of comedy and all the opportunities of comedy went dark. And we're no longer available. Somebody flipped a switch. Comedy disappeared from the world. I would go into crypto. Interesting. That's what I would do. Cool. In some way. That's cool. Get your, get your beak wet, as Brent would say. I just think, I don't know, man. I, and it might be a really stupid thing to do. And it's funny because it's so polarizing. Because I have smart friends who are making money more traditional ways. Yeah. And they fucking They hate. all hate it. They hate hate it yeah as brent says you can't bark at every car that goes by <laughs> <laughs> they hate yeah. that Anybody, other people yeah. who they think are less smart than they are have found ways to get rich yeah. like them and they talk about how much they're going to enjoy the day it where comes it all down. comes crashing down yeah. because the thing about crypto people is that part of their success relies on them being reckless convincing other people that there's value in it. all right yeah so they have to go around as proselytizers about the value of this very thing that they're involved in yeah my, my most successful finance people that i know some of them love to even ask the most basic questions about crypto that i know they know the answers to yeah just to prove the point that they completely disregard it yeah so the idea of like the the man coming up dude like that whole GameStop thing, the fact that like people got rich off that, I love that, dude. 
Yeah, I but- love that they fucking stuck it to all these, like, stuck it to the man who had all these short positions. They made all this money. The idea of that story makes me happy. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like GameStop or Dogecoin or I don't like any of those things. I don't like the stuff of, you know, meme, pumping meme it and stuff. whatever. Yeah. Because that's pointless. What do you mean? All these people are making All these, like, random people are making a bunch of money. It's a little bit like when I think... In the 50s, they started selling pet rocks. Oh. Or like the tulips thing? Well, it, it's less that, in my opinion. Mm. Everyone compares it to the tulip. Yeah, the tulip thing, which I get. But to me, when I say the pet rock thing, it's like they started selling pet rocks and people started buying them with a chuckle as if they thought they were in on the irony, right? Mm-hmm. But right, right, the reality right. was the only people who were actually in on the irony were the people selling the pet rocks. Right. Um, and I just think that, you know, the people, uh, uh, whatever. I, I, it's not even worth, I, I understand that a lot of people get turned off when people start talking about crypto or, you know, meme stocks and all of that. But it's just been, it's just been such an upheaval of traditional financial investing that we've seen over the last year or two. And as somebody who is, never really been part of it one way or another mm-hmm. i find myself in, deeply yeah. intrigued yeah no dude me too i i definitely have skin in the game and i'm definitely interested i have if only for yeah what were you say i have the thinnest amount of skin in the game yeah but, but dude i mean I, I i i have bought ethereum uh in five different installments mm-hmm. anytime that i had a little extra, a little extra change cash. at the end of the month i would throw 600 bucks that, you know 800 bucks into it my five thousand six hundred dollar total investment at this point is worth uh has is worth over 11 grand unbelievable dude. oh it's almost doubled yeah it's cool well that's preposterous that scares me too i know i know i know but because why i can't explain I why yeah i can't either um but dude that's dope it and he, you know what the sick part is hmm. i say to myself all right if I took this money out right now, I'd be thrilled. I did nothing and my money doubled. In I would a short be thrilled. Period of time. I would be thrilled. I've done nothing and I watched my money double. I'm the man. Okay? However, as soon as I have my thumb hovering over sell, can't do it. I just think, my god, what if tomorrow it goes up 10%? I know, I know. What if the next day it goes up 15%? That's how they get you. And I'm going to be sick to my stomach. That's how they get you. And it's like that's how I am a sucker. Yeah. I'm a sucker. Because you should find a way to be happy with what you've got. And doubling my money would make me happy. Yeah. But to your point, you can set little targets and, and stick to them and everybody wins. Okay. But dude, to your point, crypto is a funny thing because it's like become one of those like late night conversation things. Like to me, crypto is as like consistent of a thing if like it's late night and people are doing drugs yeah 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 it's as consistent of a topic as the guy who's like hogging the youtube and it's like have you guys seen that little dicky video (laughs) where the girl comes over it's like dude please don't put that on (laughs) like it requires too much attention and it's good but like this is not the time for it this is not a cocaine music video that is a staple of the late night hang the same way 
Brooklyn Roasting Company is a staple of the next morning. Oh, it, after a late <laughs> night like that, you gotta brew up a steaming cup of joe. After a late night party, you gotta cook up some way way tananga, dude. Yeah, you sure do. They've got a new one out right now. I just tried this morning called 3D, and I don't even know what it is, but it's absolutely <laughs> special, dude. It's special. And I've gotten right back on the Iris uh, espresso train as well. Oh, don't. I love their Iris. Iris is, they, he named it after, the guy who runs Brooklyn Roasting named it after his daughter. Really? Yeah. Dude, I was wondering where that came from. Yeah. I thought it was like, this is stupid. I Isn't thought it was cool? like some Egyptian thing. Is no, no. Iris, is Iris a god or something? The names all have them. all have purpose. That's cool. Their, their coffee is incredible. Their branding is incredible. I, I really stand by this product. Um, It's the best. And uh, it will improve your sex life. As well. So says <laughs> Julio. His words, not mine. Uh, uh, Brooklyn we, Roasting Company. Yeah, get get it, get it. Part, of the, join up in the uh, the Coffee of the Month Club that they've got going there. They've got a subscription service, or you can just buy a la carte. Uh, they're incredible tins that we love so much. They make for great espresso martinis too. I can post um, the recipe that I like to use for espresso martinis Ooh. on the Oops the Podcast Instagram account. BrooklynRoasting.com promo code Oops Beans. We'll get you 5% off of your order. Get them today. Don't delay. It's the best coffee I've ever had. Good shit. So last story, I promise, from my Richmond weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, I've really enjoyed keep, your Richmond weekend I keep weekend remembering stories. different parts of it. What a jam-packed weekend of action, yeah. dude. <laughs> I was hanging out with uh, after the show with uh, those guys that I told you about. I went golfing with Mump and uh, E. And E, yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Perfect. It's nice to use sort of nicknames because I don't worry that I'm getting them in trouble. But we went to a bar after one of the shows and a, a couple of the other people who had come to the shows were there. So we sort of made a big circle and, uh, you know, had a couple drinks and it was it was great. Uh, there was this great couple from D.C. that was there um, and they were you know really, really nice. And but the couple did not know the other group. And I'm sort of sitting in the middle and I'm talking to everybody and at one point i got on a topic of you know golf with uh one of the guys that i was going golfing with the next day as we do you know and it's so hard as someone who loves golf to remember when i'm talking about golf in front of people who don't play golf that it is the worst <laughs> thing that anyone could have to possibly Endure. listen to and i'm not kidding you we're like maybe i don't know a couple minutes into this conversation and i'm just totally unaware that we're now on golf and we're deep in golf the golf tomorrow. talk the guy to my right the guy from dc who came with his couple says to his girlfriend um we should get going this conversation is boring <laughs> Swear to God. And and audibly. Like I heard it word for word. And you know what? He was right. Yeah. He was absolutely right. And it was such a wake up call. Because as soon as he said that, it was like that moment where you come out of some sort of like reverie or dream state and you start seeing things for how they actually were. I looked at, you know, uh Mump's wife. And, she, you know, she's politely listening, but I could tell she probably was like, man, she had checked out. here go the men again talking about golf. Like, this is so boring. And instantly I was ashamed. <laughs> I was ashamed that I had allowed our golf conversation to go as long as it had, you know, and it was not engaging or inviting for uh, as, for the whole group. And so I apologize 
to everyone, and I appreciate uh, Brandon, if you're listening, uh, for, for calling us out on that. It was well done. <laughs> I needed it. You got out of that sand trap and right on the green. That's dude. it. I needed a little <laughs> kick in my Ber- Bermuda shorts. Dude, it would be funny if we, start, if we did our own ICO, Oops Coin. Ooh. <laughs> sure. Any, would you have yeah, any idea how to mint that? Like how I that think works? that like, you just fucking hire people to do it, and it's like, not that expensive, like starting an app. Imagine we just, right? Is that wrong? I, I think wonder. there's like a lot. It's probably not cheap. I don't think it's cheap. Well, we don't know. We, we none of us know. know anything. You have to hire like a team of people to Chris, is program you, you're it. You're the expert now on, on no, stuff? No, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Like, I have no idea. I also have no idea, but it could be interesting. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Oops coin. We all fucking coin. <laughs> make some cash, dude. Hell yeah. That'd be fun. The like, oops I coin. would dig that for sure. That would be dope, dude. All of a sudden we just have a coin that makes us a shit ton of money. Yeah. Or, you know, watching a Brinks truck total on the highway and the driver <laughs> gets decapitated and all of a sudden there's nobody around to watch us make Take out, make off with six duffel bags of cash. We have an update. Seems just as likely as that oops coin going to the moon. <laughs> uh, depending on your needs, creating a cryptocurrency can cost anywhere between $2,000 and $5,000. Dude. Does that, seem, does that seem like the right way to invest <laughs> what is a, a sizable amount of money? Dude, we get everybody to invest. Pump it, dude. We get everybody on Twitter. Pump it for our fans. That's ridiculous. Um, okay, dude, we have a couple of interesting email topics that we should get into potentially, if you're interested. Um, one of these is called Packing While Drunk. What's up, guys? Big fan of the podcast, blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to suck two dicks at once. All right, Jesus, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Unless. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm super Unless drunk. Unless you're playing Dropsky Drinksky, in which case, <laughs> Julio will get in there for you. <laughs> anyway, I'm super drunk right now, and I have a flight in six hours. He actually wrote, I have a fight in six hours, which is pretty funny. Could be. When I got home from the bar tonight, I still had to pack and realized nothing sobers you up more than packing drunk. Maybe, drunk, maybe I'm just fucked up. Who knows? Thoughts you guys would have some interesting stories about this. Maybe not. I don't know. It is an interesting thing. Uh, there's, there is, this is worth talking about. It does not sober me up. It doesn't sober me up, but doing it makes me think that I'm doing good for myself. And are you usually or no? Um, you know, here, here's what I'll say. Like, I wasn't drunk on Saturday night when I was coming home from Richmond. <laughs> but I it was late and I knew I had a really early flight and I just wanted to go to bed and I weighed the value of packing before going to bed and you know staying up later and then waking up in the morning to a packed bag and just going right versus going to bed waking up a little bit earlier packing and going and in my mind I thought I will sleep better if I've packed. Mm-hmm. So I packed. That's interesting. And it was late. So I would argue that that is easier to do than packing to go. Because once you're there, you have all your stuff and it's your hotel room. Yeah. So it's like anything that isn't already in the hotel room goes in the bag. So it seems less daunting. I wasn't going to forget anything. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Right. Whereas I think if I pack drunk, I'm likely to forget certain things. Toiletry items. That's the time I forget my toothbrush. I, I probably won't forget clothes. 
Um, and chances are I'm, I'll be able to pack properly for the weather wherever I'm going. Mm-hmm. However, I'll be more likely to forget specific things like shavers or the right shaver that I needed, depending on what I'm doing mm-hmm. or that type of fucking thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I definitely prefer not to have to do that. Packing drunk, you leave really important things. Deodorant. Yeah. Leaving yeah. your deodorant is, Ugh. you just you just are a disgusting person. And even even if you know immediately, and then you get yourself to a CVS or whatever to go buy more deodorant, that amount of time that it takes to do that, you still smell for a little bit. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal. Yeah, you got to throw on the deodorant ski. Yeah, dude. I mean, I tr- I've tried. I've gotten much. I've gotten pretty fucking good at packing. To the point where I have a travel size of every single thing, every single item. Wow. And I even have a row in my cabinet of only exclusively backups? travel size things. Of backups? Well, Do you have backups for your travel size things? It depends what thing. Like I'll put, I have a backup small deodorant in a bag that I use for the gym, as well as a bag that I take with me on the road. Um, because I sometimes like the gym deodorant isn't as good if no I like good. have to shower there. Um, where do you buy your travel size things from? Usually CVS or online. Online? Amazon? So no, this is, dude, this is what I do. With shampoo, I will take an existing travel size shampoo bottle, completely wash it out, and then take my actual shampoo. Yeah, I'll squirt nice. it into the mini thing. That's good. I do with the, with the conditioner too. Nice. Uh, which is solid. I don't know. What about you? Where do you get it? I struggle. That's my reason I asked. I don't know mm-hmm. where to get travel size versions of the things that I use. I also use somewhat. What do you need for the most part? All right. <laughs> what what things are you wondering? Because deodorant's easy. Ridiculous thing to no, talk no. about. Deodorant's easy. Shaving cream's easy. Uh, obviously, toothbrushes are easy. Um, but let me tell you what I bring. Okay. I have, because actually, people do often ask me about my skincare regimen. I uh, I have a you know obviously my electric toothbrush. I bring travel size toothpaste. Uh, I bring shaving cream and a travel bottle a razor, uh, deodorant, regular sized. But then I bring, um, I have to bring a travel sized version of my face wash. Yeah. That's where it gets tricky. I do that too. Yeah. And then I bring a travel sized version of like my night face cream. And this is something that you do manually. You will like put it into a travel sized version. No. Oh, you like buy it. I have to buy those, oh, and those are harder to find. So you you can make your own. How you okay? So you take take, take the bigger ones and then just put them in the smaller yeah, bottles. So you ship? just you can buy travel size, uh, like random bottles that can be used for anything, multi purpose bottles. But what I do instead of doing that, I literally will wash out a mini moisturizer thing, like very thoroughly, so that there's no like cross contamination. And then I will take my specific products and fill those things up with it. Interesting. And it works like a, like I a worry that, you know, I would fill up a, a travel uh, shampoo bottle with toothpaste or something like that or whatever it is and then go to put shampoo in my hair and all of a sudden my hair smells like mint. Yeah, you have to use bottles that it only that it makes sense for. Okay. So all you right. bring your travel size sh- sh- uh, toothpaste, but then you use a travel size shampoo bottle that had other shampoo in it previously. Hmm. And honestly, I find that one that you would buy at the store, say it's like a mini Garnier Fructis or whatever, you pour that out, put your shit in it, works better than just using a hotel 
Yeah. One. Because the, honestly, the hotel shampoo, conditioner, any of that stuff, it like, typically doesn't cut it unless you're staying at the fucking Ritz. It's so bad. It's bad. Even at like decent hotels, it's usually really bad. Yeah. And you can feel how bad it is. You know what I've I've gotten into? Well, I actually told you about this. Because I was thinking, you know, the, those those shampoos and those things, the only people who would like those are are the real men. Are the real men we talk about. <laughs> you know, the guys with dirt under their fingers. Dude, I have a great thing to take us out with if you want it. Oh, please. You're going to love this. This is going to be very validating for you. Because the real men thing is, is just, I've become more and more fixated on these guys. So a few weeks ago, Francis... Really? Said, can I pause? Please. Today I was walking back from the subway and there were there were guys scaling the scaffolding and they were putting on rock climbing harnesses, hooking themselves wow. in. That's crazy. And I was like, that's the realest man thing I've seen in a long time. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Those Fucking are some real men right urban there. Urban Tarzan, dude. Yes. And they were all laughing and having a great time. And I thought to myself, boy, if only I could be a real man. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Francis and I got into it a little because I said that the generalizations that Francis was making about these real men came off as condescending. Francis then said that he disagreed. We talked about it a little bit, ended up being water under the bridge. But this is an email that we got oh, that good. I think Francis is going to find validating. Excellent. It's called Ham Sammy Can Confirm. Hello, Julio and Francis. I shit you not, I was listening to your latest episode on my way to a job site. My dad, brother, and I operate a construction company in Ohio. I pull in around uh, to lunchtime, and they come over to their truck, put down the tailgate, and whip out their lunch boxes. Yes. And what yes. do you suppose they have packed? Ham sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. Not a single vegetable. Not a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> no vegetables in sight. No avocado. <laughs> Get out of here. My mom packs their lunches and stocks their cooler, uh, their huge cooler with ice and waters. They dig into lunch with the filthiest hands, <laughs> dirt under their fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> then my sweet, hardworking father proceeds to whip out his pocket knife. And cut the sandwich in half. Wow. And offers it to me. pocket knife. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is porn. I love this stuff. Francis is fucking rocked up. Listen to this, dude. All right. Now I have seen that knife perform a myriad of tasks involving all sorts of materials and items covered in dirt, oils, and lubricants and what have you. But here it is. Also used for culinary duties. Pictures are attached. I had to capture these events due to the pure irony of listening to the way that... Uh, of listening to that on the way and to show you. Anyway, I love the bit about construction workers and could tell you're in awe. They tr they are truly dirt balls uh -huh. in the most complimentary way. And the ones I work with are upstanding men. And Francis, if you ever want to operate the bulldozer, excavators, aka the hoe, or some big loud gas guzzling tools, let us know. We'd be happy to have you just bring your helmet. Francis, I think you got to go do this. Dude, are you joking me I think you right gotta now? You got to go do this. Check it out. This has become a thing? <laughs> Look at that. How fun of a video is that? Oh Francis my on the fucking God, dude, I am definitely going to go hey, to with the boys. Ohio, did Ohio. he say? And he'll let me. I don't need a she, permit. She will let will me. Let I don't you. need a permit or anything no, like that. No, they own the company. Just bring your fucking hard hat, pal. And a ham sandwich? Bring that bike helmet of yours. Can I put like a, a sort of like a, a mayonnaise alternative Bro, spread on there? I think you could if you wanted. You think I could this do This is a video of him cutting the sandwich with like the pocket. Like a vegetable neck. oil based mayonnaise, like a, 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 an aioli maybe, a garlic aioli on my sandwich. You don't think they'd have a problem with that? 
I don't think you'd have to. I mean, now that you've announced it, I think you've already created a problem for yourself. He cut the sandwich in the sandwich was in a bag, and he reached into the bag with to a cut pocket it. knife and cut it in half. It actually yeah. looks really fucking good too. The sandwich. Yeah, but do you see how he cut it uh, sort of across the middle instead of across oh, diagonally? I prefer that cut. Do you, you like not? the middle cut? I like the middle. Cut. I like the middle cut. You can hold the sandwich more easily. And it's also, I feel like the side cut. You're just eating a lot of bread, dude. Yeah, it's interesting. Even though it's the same. Yeah. Doesn't feel Geometry. the same though. I know what you mean. I don't know. I see a, a venti Starbucks here though. I don't know. That's not that's become blue collar. Starbucks venti has become Starbucks? blue collar. I don't okay. like Starbucks anymore at all. Okay. I would okay. never drink a Starbucks. <laughs> but if I were a real man, I would be drinking Starbucks. <laughs> I love this dude. Well, Francis, we gotta get you on the job site. That's oh my god, that is thrilling news. I am going to take them up on that. <laughs> that's it for today, everybody. Um, oops the podcast. We are gonna figure out what we're gonna do with these shirts. Uh, we will have some at the live show for whoever decides to come or whoever has bought tickets. And we hope to be announcing more dates for the new year. Uh, we hope that you guys are all doing well and continue to send us your emails and stories. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of good intel about how the female anatomy works. Uh, we are humble students of the game and look forward to learning more. Uh, and for Francis, I am Julio. So long, everybody. Adios. Take care. <laughs>